0: Welcome back to Split Decision. This week on episode 31, we're going to recap UFC Vegas 85, Roman Dolidze versus Nasardine Imavov. Then we're going to huddle up for Super Bowl 58, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And then in honor of that, we're going to draft our top five champions. And of course, lastly, but not leastly, Stakes and Takes. That's our betting segment where we give you our best advice for this week's games. But first, don't forget to head to SplitDecisionPod.com, where you're going to find all of our episodes, our top fives, a couple t-shirts that I designed. All right, that's it. Go to SplitDecisionPod.com. Let's go. All
1: right, so UFC Vegas 85 came and went. Not the most exciting card, but there were some highlights Alex, tell us how the prelims went. Prelims were fun. It was
0: uh, week one of ten straight weeks of UFC fights accomplished.
1: That's something to be thankful for, even though it's not Thanksgiving.
0: Thirteen total fights between the prelims and uh, the main card. Kicking off the prelims, there were the lone heavyweights of the whole card. Thomas Peterson and Jamal Pogues. Thomas the Train Peterson and Jamal Stormtrooper Pogues, if you will. I guess you'll understand why Thomas in a second. The train. Yeah, Thomas the Train. It's a, it's a good nickname. From the start, it was honestly all the Stormtrooper as the train was the droid he was looking for. Pogues earned a unanimous decision. I see decision. What you did
1: there. Huh? I see, I see what you did there. I try, I'm Stormtrooper, trying. Stormtrooper, droid.
0: I'll learn, maybe. That he needs more of a uh, a robotic nickname, but I'll get better. Let's go. Uh, Pogues won the fight by unanimous decision. Landon Quinonez had a shot at Redemption. He's the lone wolf in this fight. He took on UFC debuter Markel Medaros.
1: Markel Medaros.
0: Quinonez started strong howling through the first round, but that couldn't last just because Medaros showed who the alpha was, securing the second and third rounds, winning the fight by unanimous so he's decision. Not
1: the, he's not the pack leader.
0: No, Medaros is, man. He took that alpha spot. Going down to flyweight, but up in excitement, Jaleja Stolyarenko debuted in her new division to face, and I'll, I'll go out and say it, the overweight Luana Carolina.
1: I mean, you miss weight by what, four, four pounds? Four and a half pounds, dude. Yeah, that's fair.
0: She nearly lost the fight after suffering a brutal onslaught by Stoliarenko early. Unfortunately for us, Carolina showed her dread, showed Stoliarenko her dread, I'll say, Knocking Carolina or knocking Solarenko out with only eight seconds to go in the fight. Stalking forward, we move on to Blake L. Animal Builder, who took on Jon Yong Lee, the Korean Tiger. The Korean Tiger kept Builder at bay, utilizing his range and defense to win 30 27 by unanimous decision on on all the cards, because that's what unanimous would mean.
1: Yeah, typically. Typically.
0: At least in this, you know, reality. Somehow not the best fight on the prelims though. Thimba the answer Garimbo took on Pete Dead Game Rodriguez. Dead Game versus the answer. This fight took only 32 seconds it's before Garimbo found the answers and threw a knockout blow to put Dead Game on the mat.
1: Yeah, not a your nickname comes back to haunt you when it has dead in it and you get knocked out. Right. Pete found out the hard way and was
0: left searching for his own answers. You know, found none, of course. Next up, we have Azat Kazak Maksin. God damn, that was hard to say. He took on Charles Energy Johnson. The energy had enormous energy where he was put on his heroes early in the fight so with is Maxim's aggression. It's a positive
1: energy or a negative energy?
0: The first one's a negative energy, but despite that pursuit, Maksin... Face Johnson's energy, that would be the positive energy, where energy put up 29 28 to score the fight on all three judges' scorecards. Another unanimous decision victory, surprising everybody. A lot of decisions on this card, a lot of bad nicknames as well. And probably my favorite fight of the night, a big redemption story, headlining the prelims, the fantastic showing. This is a rematch from 2019, ending in the same. Victory for Molly Meatball McCann, just different style. The first one was the decision. Diana Warrior Princess Belbeda took on Molly Meatball McCann. The meatball rolled into the fight, taking control and dominating strong. She attacked early and often and sent the Warrior Princess, acting like a damsel in distress, late in the round. Taking her down, McCann locked in a submission. In the last seconds of round one, I think that's her first UFC submission. She just had, I think, a Polaris submission, you know, when she was doing her little campaign. Always good to
1: see her win, get her back on the uh, the right track.
0: Yeah, I I like it. So good props to Molly McCann. Let's go straight into the main card. What are we looking at?
1: So let's start. Main event, Delize Imivov, and it was a performance. I wouldn't say a great performance from Imivov, but he, I would say – Anybody watching that fight except apparently for one of the judges Dude, could have you. easily I mean easily saw that Emolov won the fight was the better fighter. Somehow a judge scored it 47-47 draw, which I don't know how. So Emolov won by majority decision. Uh, how did you see this fight? Look,
0: and you're right while it wasn't the best
1: showing from Emolov, it's think- not a, it's not a performance where he it's a good win, but yes, but he's not coming out being like title shot, I deserve. Like he's probably not going he's going to fight a lower-ranked guy again. Right. Yeah, and I have I have questions about that in a, in a minute. But to be fair
0: to Emevov, he put out an excellent first round. A easy 10-8 first
1: round. Great first round, but I he think, didn't get the finish and he kind of blew his load, it seemed like.
0: Right. I think that's why it wasn't the great performance we we've seen from Emevov in past outings. I think he was kind of gassed, had to take a round or two to recover because he threw like hundred and fifteen strikes. Honestly, and we've the ref refs, wouldn't
1: call the fight. We've seen refs stop it for way less than that. We've seen refs in props that to, fight card stop it for way less than that. Props to Delisé for staying in there, but yeah. It could have easily been stopped in the first round. But look, Delise did hold more total. And then control you get the first. The fight. If he would have got the first round stop, then you can say like title, title shot. shot, but because it kept going, it didn't. Look, I'll say
0: this was this was an impressive showing across the board because in the middleweight division specifically every I was I normally we normally talk about who's next, right? I'm having trouble finding out who to talk about for who's next because
1: one through like He's not 10, getting the guy ahead of him. They're all booked. Right, 1 through 10 are all booked. The so only fight that makes sense to me is the Chris rematch Curtis. versus
0: Chris Curtis or Sean
1: Strickland. Since Sean just lost, that's yeah. the only opening. I don't think he's going to get Sean. I think Chris Curtis. It ended in no contest. Headbutt. He right. was winning the fight, but it ended in no contest. Let bad them fight blood. Again. Look,
0: that's couple that with the bad blood that Emoval was showing in the cage, from the you know yeah because
1: Chris Curtis was in the corner of Delize.
0: Right. They were like Herb Dean was pushing him back, saying, "I'll disqualify you if you keep walking to that corner and talking when Delize was on that timeout." So. You know, that kind of thing, I could see the UFC make because it, it, it would show to be a high level. I mean, I think Chris Curtis off of memory, he's probably got, I think, 17 KOs. Yeah, he's a, he's got a lot, K.O. So guy.
1: He's coming off of a pretty good performance.
0: I would I would definitely see that fight. Let's go to the... Uh, Co-main. The Co-main. Frustrating for me. It really pissed me, me off too, watching this I fight. Me too, because I think we
1: both picked Dober. We both thought Dober... Could neutralize the ground game and then win on the feet.
0: And he did a hell of a job getting you know, getting out of the leg control, you know, getting back to his feet when he could. But damn, Moicano has some good ground game. Good I got to give it up to him. It's by all means a fair calling from the judges. Yeah, unanimous decision, Moicano. I'm just going to say that Moicano is a cuck
1: for fighting like that. I He's hate not a cuck. He's just fighting. They say the you fight the least possible resistance. That's how you should do it. The easiest way to get the win. Oh, yeah. He that's did, what he's doing. He did his job. He, I respect the hell out of his game.
0: It just aggravated the hell. Because I was just rooting for Dober on this one. I like Moicano. I like Moneybags or whatever they decided they wanted to call him. No, or Money, Money Moicano. That's, yeah. That's what it is. Pfeiffer
1: is Moneybags. The fight coming up later. Yeah. this next week.
0: Dude, but that that was also a good showing by Moicano. I can't say much about it. Um, Disappointing from Drew Dober.
1: Um, hard to it deal wasn't with a the horrible link. performance, but it was just. I wanted more from him.
0: And when you look at the stat, if you purely look at the stat sheet and you see that Moicano hit like 108 out of 145 strikes, most of that was close quarter, non-damaging shots. Like, yeah, of course, it weighs over time. But it's in a like,
1: close fight like this, yeah, I mean, every strike
0: counts. So I agree that the you know the decision, decision was
1: correct. So who's next? He called out Dan Hooker and Benil Darush. I think Dan Hook. I think either one makes sense. Him versus Dan Hooker, I would like to see. He previously lost to Raphael Fiziev. I think that would
0: be a cool matchup. You know, see that run back. I think Dan, Dan was also the coming fight off for a for loss
1: him. as well. So I think Dan Hooker coming off the injury, perfect fight for him. Yeah, he just had surgery. Give us him a chance. While. Both guys have. It would be a pretty even fight, I believe. Uh, two strengths are a stand-up guy right. with a little bit of ground game versus a super ground guy. I think that's the fight to make. Hooker or Jalen Turner
0: is my only other option. Just because I always want to see the tarantula
1: fight. Yeah, he's so tall and lanky. It's just always interesting to see how he matches up against everybody. Yeah,
0: because he can wrestle. But it's also, if is going to rely on wrestling, Jalen Turner, you can't.
1: He's so long. Oh, he's so long. It's hard. His he can find any to weight class nowhere. that you ask him to as well. So it's pretty fun. All right, so let's move on. Next fight, Danny Brown. Muslim... Uh, Danny Brown. Randy Brown. Randy Brown. Danny Brown, the rapper, shout out. Shout out. Uh, Muslim Solikov. Shout out, Muslim. This might be the most... Uh, we had a lot of decisions on this card. This one wasn't a decision. It was a, a Brown KO... Maybe the most fight. Ex- maybe, three three seventeen three three and a half minutes. Maybe the most exciting uh, fight of the card in that fact that it was a finish and an exciting finish. This, this
0: was a cool one. Watching the fight, it looked like Salikov's game plan was strong, attacking the lead leg with the kicks. You know, getting that damage in early, kind of, you know, forcing the the shorter guy, the smaller guy with less reach, to getting close by damaging, taking the power away. And then Randy Brown slipped away and just
1: caught him clean. And Solikov just dropped like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, rude boy was a sniper out there. It was a good performance from him. Great win for him. Great. um, It's one that people are going to see. They're going to talk about. So, you know, unlike the main event, it's a win where you can propel yourself, fight somebody better than you make the next jump up. Who do you see Randy Brown fighting?
0: next? Okay, so it's funny that you say that. Propel yourself up. Yada, yada. You know who his call-out was? Michael Chiesa.
1: I mean, Chiesa's Michael Chiesa was name. at
0: the fight. They talked about it backstage, and they've already, like, aggr- like verbally, between the two of them, agreed to it. I personally would like to see him fight Neil Magny or JDM, Jack Della Maddalena. I know Jack Della Well, they would've... both got fights scheduled already. Yeah, but this guy just fought... The two fights are, like, in the coming two, weeks. Not-
1: Jack is fighting in 299. Right, That's that's, what, a month and a half
0: away? That's no time for... A quick recovery from either guy. I think the Kiesa fight's probably going to happen just because they were already both actively talking about it. Kiesa likes to fight, and they're from the same area. So I think that's probably the most likely fight booked, but I would like to see a JDM fight.
1: Yeah, I just don't think... I, I don't know if that JDM thing is going to work out. If JDM wins, he's. I don't think he's fighting Randy Brown. No, it definitely if he wins, he's not. Because he'll be just even higher up
0: the rankings once... But overall,
1: regardless of any of that, Randy Brown, maybe the most impressive uh, win of the main card. So let's move on to the next fight. All right. The only female fight we had of the main card. Vivi,
0: Arahudio. Damn, I wish I could roll the R like some people do. Me too. That'd be cool. Uh, Look, she lost a closely contested but very clear fight. Decision loss. To Natalia Silva. Silva... Never stood still, never stopped moving against VV. She held good defense against VV, and her nine takedown attempts. She only allowed her to score one, like one for nine in takedowns against, you know, a predominant striker that that, who wins by decision because of her movement and striking skills and, you know, being able to kind of tag you and get out of the way. That's very impressive. Judges scored this one 29-28 across
1: yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah.
0: Close fight, but like I said, clear. Clear. Uh, gives silver, her her 11th win. straight win and her perfect 5 0 record in the UFC. Who do you think is next for that one? Now, this is a, another one that pretty much the whole division's booked. You got Blandfield booked. I mean, everybody, I, I wrote down the names. It was easier to write down the names that were not booked than it was to write the in the top 15 that were booked. Tracy Cortez is not booked, which I would like to see that fight just because it would be a banger. Yeah, let's see that fight. Alexa Grasso is not booked, which She's I don't think— She's not getting a title right, shot. Right, and Val's not booked. She's not getting Val either because I think Val and Grasso, after the draw, they're just going to run
1: that back. You kind of have to go, you know, one— she, uh, she might fight somebody else, but it's not going to be— I think Tracy I Cortez safe. is the fight. I think Tracy Cortez, that would be the fight to see. It's
0: honestly the only fight that you can li- like book in the coming And I think it would like be months. a close, entertaining fight, as you said. A banger. A banger. Women fights are always like... Both are tough. Yeah, like brutal fights in the UFC for sure. Um, we had, just to point it out, we had an 11-second no contest for the uh, yeah.
1: Kizria Muradov fight. Probably the most... We talked about Randy Brown being the most exciting fight. This is the most disappointing fight. Dude... 11 seconds. I was excited for this fight, too. I was
0: excited, too, and Kizriyev walked out. It was, of course, on accident, but Kizriyev walked out and poked him very, very hard in the eye to, Muradov, to where Muradov's eye was swollen completely shut.
1: I hate when they get poked in the
0: eye. It makes me feel so bad and so uncomfortable.
1: And Remember that everybody just gave Bilal shit? Freaking poked in the eye where his eye closed. Yeah, and he was crying. And he's like, so unlikable, though. <laughs> Everybody's like, fuck you, Bilal. Yeah, don't care that you can't see. <laughs> we don't eye like was you.
0: Swollen shit. Yeah. He's <laughs> crying because he, he thinks he's never going to be able to see again. <laughs> and Twitter's going off like, pussy. <laughs> yeah. All right. First fight of the main card. And last fight we'll cover. Broke ass Charlie. I mean, Charlie Buffalo, Chuck Buffalo, Charlie Radke. Not broke ass, sorry.
1: He's uh, not broke anymore.
0: He did not win the 50k bonus, so he is kind of broke.
1: Yeah, probably so. He probably got twenty thousand dollars total.
0: He did hold near perfect striking,
1: even though he was an asshole in the press conferences. Yeah, he got the. I mean, he got the first round KO. So overall, if you don't like the guy, that's one thing. But it was an impressive performance from him. Absolutely, Arbina, He got dropped once, got back up, showed a little bit of
0: poise. It looked like he, you know, it almost looked like a false drop where, like, you get hit, you slip at the and same just kinda time. Slip, yeah. But then it was clear that the dude was wobbled. He was just kind of poised after because Radke hit him one more time, and it was just like he fell apart. Um, I mean, that, that was good from Radke capitalizing on a weakened opponent there. Strong power. I want to see him fight again. He just he's got to do better in his
1: uh, in his microphone interactions, if you will. Because I agree. His but last fight, he's he, looking at somebody like Sean Strickland. is like, do I have to do better? I can just say whatever I want as long as I'm winning these fights. Yeah, just probably lay off the homophobic slurs at the very probably least. Probably so. Those. Probably help with getting maybe some sponsorship deals if you lay that off of those.
0: I don't even have anybody who he could fight. I mean, he's a low—not low ranking, but he's not
1: up there on the rankings yet. So if I was him, I'm just looking for another fight where I can I'm looking for have a quick a, fight because I think damage.
0: I'm looking to fight before UFC 300. Honestly,
1: if I'm a fight to where you can it. have an exciting finish, that's going to be something exciting. Like that. keep getting your name out there, that's how you move up. Yeah, I I totally. Agree. All right. So this week, in honor of the Super Bowl, which crowns the champion of the NFL, our top five is going to be the top five champions. Again, as usual. This is a uh, very open-ended top five, a lot of leeway. You can pick anything, but let's jump into it. I think this week is, uh, I get the first pick, right, Alex? Yes, sir. So this is a hard first pick because there's a lot to choose from. You can go all sor- sorts of ways, uh, but I think my number one is going to be one of the guys that is, at least in American sports, is most synonymous with winning uh, and being a champ and having that killer mindset that winning uh mentality my, jeff bridges my number one is going to be uh the goat michael jordan won six titles six to oh no in the nba finals he won six for like eight years two three peats uh i mean you think of him you think champ you think winning michael Whoa, jordan won one chicago bulls chicago didn't bulls. you have the uh,
0: 90s bulls in last week?
1: what do we do franchises Top five teams. Top five teams, the 90s Bulls. He is the 90s Bulls. Shout-out episode 30, split decision. Yeah, shout-out episode 30. Shout-out Michael Jordan. Shout-out Michael One-one one pick, top five champ. That's pretty good. I had him on my list. I hope you had him on your I think everybody had to have him on, his, on your list. Yeah,
0: just in general. Um, What's
1: your number one-one?
0: Man, I got to see your... Oh, yeah, I got two in a row. Or I forgot one, about two, that. I'm sorry. Man, my one... One, two, and one, three, yeah. I got to go Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady, that's a good one. Seven Super Bowl rings. Just, you know, so many passing, not passing records, so many records
1: in his name. I believe the passing record. I mean, he's the ultimate He's ultimate go for football. Yeah. You know, like what Michael Jordan is to NBA. He is, he is to NFL. NFL. Right. I agree with that. That's a good pick.
0: And there, I mean, there's there's some close seconds, but there's no Tom Brady, right? Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, number two, what's number,
1: your number
0: two? two? Damn, this is a hard one, dude. This is another hard one. I gotta go. Something that hits a little bit closer to the podcast for us, a fighter. Oh, well, I have a couple fighters on my list. I think I'm gonna go with Mister Anderson Silva. Oh, that's a good one. That's one of the greatest one. champions the sport has ever seen. Not just UFC, but MMA as a whole has ever seen. Anderson Silva in his prime could beat anyone. If you have ever seen a Joe Rogan clip of him talking about Anderson Silva, he's our modern day Achilles. He would be a warrior in
1: you know in the Roman times.
0: I Anderson mean, Silva is the, a fantastic I think champion.
1: Most UFC fighters nowadays, they'd say the guy that inspired them to be a fighter is probably Anderson Silva. Depp for a lot of Brazilians, especially. I think even for Americans, just the way he fights, he's exciting. Uh, and then watching style. his comebacks, even when he was older, he was still better I think than that's a good, uh, everybody. That's a good pick. Anderson Silva, number two.
0: What do you have for your number two? This, damn, I can already tell this is going to be a, a truly goaded list
1: for both of so us. So my number two, I see your Anderson Silva, and I raise you a John Jones. He's the ultimate... Mm champ of UFC. He's fought more championship fights than he has other non championship fights in the UFC. He's never lost one. Uh it's wild. I mean he's been a champ longer than we've been interested in the UFC, John Jones has pretty much been a champ, has a belt. When he hasn't, it's not because he, he lost, lost or anything. It's because right. he probably fucked up or he just took a few years off. Right. Or like uh, now he's injured, has to have surgery. And you he's know. still the champ. Yeah. He's still it's crazy. He just has said take time. I think John Jones I love Anderson Silva. I think John Jones is the goat of MMA. I think he's the best MMA fighter. He hasn't legitimately lost. The only one he lost was controversial, uh, stopped by the ref for elbows. Yeah, the. Uh, but John Jones, my second pick, MMA goat, MMA champ, the ultimate MMA champ.
0: One of the cool things about UFC or MMA that separates itself from other sports is you're uh, you're allowed to have. More than one goat, goat not GOAT. More than one GOAT in across divisions, you know, because there's so many divisions in the UFC. You can have Anderson Silva in one division. John Jones is the heavyweight. And of course, John Jones is in consideration for the you know,
1: one of the best fighters ever. I, I agree. What do you have for your number three? So my number three, again, this is a hard one. My number three though is, is gonna be one of the ultimate Olympic champs. It's gonna be Usain Bolt.
0: Man, that's on my list as well. Usain
1: Bolt. I mean, not only is he an Olympic champion, he won however many gold medals. He did it in sprinting, the probably the most exciting event in in uh, the Olympics, the 100 meter dash. He did in that. He did in 200 meter dash. He did in the relays. Usain Bolt. He had a long. I think it was three Olympics where he won medals at. I mean, ask anybody now. You say Olympics, one of the first athletes. In modern times, it pops into your head, Usain Bolt, and it's because he's a gold medal champ. Fast as fuck, boy. Fast as fuck. I think he still has the 100-meter record. Dude, that's... Cr- like, being fast
0: is almost better than being smart in, in some ways. Like, it- it's... He's just so... Like, it's... I don't know. It's crazy how fast he is. That That's a good pick. I like that. So, Usain Bolt, three. What's your third? My third... I got to go with another sport, trying to kind of check all my boxes here, trying to give respect where respect is due. My third, and now I'm realizing I can take this as my fourth pick instead of my third. So I think I'm going to take Kobe Bryant. Kobe, that's a good pick. I'm going to take Kobe. He doesn't have as many championships as Jordan, but through and through, he's up in the consideration for one of the best you know basketball players of all time. He's consistently consistently in the list. You know, rest in peace, Kobe. I don't want to say too much, but Kobe's just a, a g. He was a, a great guy. Yeah, I he's assume. that
1: ultimate. Just like Michael Jordan, he's that ultimate like winning mentality. Workhorse. Like, he he's going to outwork you. Not going to. You can do everything he can to win. Right. And my fourth pick.
0: It's kind of where I feel like I got the steal, just because I made it to the fourth with it instead. Fourth pick for me is going to be Serena Williams. Oh, that's a good pick. 39 Grand, Grand Slam titles. That's like the most of anyone ever. It's just ridiculous. She's got 16 more than her sister. I mean, why <laughs> you got to put
1: her sister down like
0: that? It's just crazy to say, like, because Venus has 21, which is another, like an absurd Michael number. Michael Jordan has Slam- six
1: more titles than his brother, who didn't play in the NBA. But there you go. Why <laughs> you got to talk shit <laughs>
0: on Venus? No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, Venus has 21, which is a ridiculous amount. But Serena has 16 more than her. So, Serena Williams, my number four. Kind of st- great value number four pick, if you will.
1: It's not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. So, now it's my number four? Yes, sir. You're number four, and then follow it up with your, your my draft num- finisher. My number four is going to be the ultimate goat and champion of golf. It's going to be Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger Woods, without a doubt, had the greatest like run, 10-year run in golf history where he was just untouchable, where if he was even close to the top of his game, he was winning by multiple strokes. Uh, still the biggest brand in golf. I mean, he still won the Masters a few years ago. He just showed up and won out of nowhere. I still think he probably has... One, maybe two more surprise majors in him. You just got to get healthy. You just got to get healthy. Tiger Woods, though, the ultimate champ, the ultimate goat of golf. He's my number four. And then it's off to my number five pick, right? Off to your number five, sir. So my number five pick, I said last week I did a guest pick. I'm doing a guest pick again. Clara, my girlfriend. Ooh, whoop. Shout out. She gave me another pick. She is a. What was her pick last week? Oh, it was, the, last uh, was French the French national, national team. team. That this was a good one, pick. She is a Division One tennis player, or was a Division One Division One tennis player. Is a current pickleball champion. So this pick kind of makes sense when you, when you see that aspect of her. Right. My number five pick from Clara, Roger Federer, the tennis goat. Oh yeah, Roger. Yeah. Roger Federer. I mean, at one point when he was in his prime, he was like one of the most. Even non-tennis fans could appreciate how good he was, especially on the grass. He had Dude, so like, much control. is like a household name. He's a household name. It's he's like, like Mike Tiger Tyson. Woods. Yeah. Uh, he's a classy guy. Not like Mike Tyson. There's like nobody that knows him really Like doesn't like him. He's just a nice guy. Great champ.
0: Looks Ultimate cool professional.
1: He's a cool guy. Swiss guy. Roger Federer, my number five. From Clara. I asked my wife for a, a pick. For a guest pick? Yeah, I did.
0: She looked at me like I was stupid. And then she said a In name. her defense. I am. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying she's <laughs> wrong. I'm not, not even disagreeing with her. But I decided not to go with her pick just because I think mine's better. Shout out Maddie. Shout out Maddie. Uh,
1: Lance Armstrong. Oh, but he got all his titles taken away. Yeah, but he did it with one testicle. Yeah, that's a... He got all his titles taken away. With He's one. not even a champ. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, do what he did with two testicles then. I mean... I mean, this is somebody that does it every year.
0: Yeah, not as good. <laughs> and everybody, to his defense, I saw the documentary, everybody was doing it. Lance Armstrong, probably a goaded champion in his own right, Paying back, like the Postal Service, an X amount of millions of dollars. <laughs> but you still won. At the end of the day, he did win all Why those. Why is the
1: Postal Service advertising, though? Right. It's a government agency. <laughs> have to.
0: to use it. Yeah, it's like, we don't have a choice. <laughs> you don't need advertising. Just get my mail where it needs to go, please. Stop yeah, I having don't understand looters.
1: That, but anyway. Yeah. All
0: right, so let's add.
1: Right, I guess we could try one little thing. We have, like, an honorable mention. But honorable mention, but not. I think it needs to be more like an obscure one that's a good one you just didn't want to put in your top five. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah, that's fine. So mine is gonna be the brand champion. Damn, they got is a good, good one. shirts. They got good hoodies. They used to be a cool brand and then became a poor people's brand. And now they're back a cool brand. I, I'm, They've I had can't... the ultimate roller coaster uh, of their uh, brand, like in terms of value and coolness. Champion the brand. Let's go.
0: That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Um, man, mine's got to be the United States inside of a world war. <laughs> Just because, like, we, don't, we act like we don't want to be involved. I don't want to be in it. I don't want to be in it. But as soon as we get involved, like, two years later, it's finished. It's done, son. So, you know, two-time world champ, world war champ, if you will. Um, you know, once USA gets involved, we just lock that shit down. So
1: that's my obscure honorable mention top five. So to recap, my number one is Michael Jordan. Number two, what's my number two? John Jones. John Jones. So <laughs> good you can't remember it. So good I can't remember. Number three, Usain Bolt. Number four, Tiger Woods. Number five, Roger Federer. Honorable mention champion, the clothing brand.
0: That's a solid honorable mention. That dude, that's that's a worthwhile in the top five. So I thought about it. I thought that is uh, my number one, Mr. Tom Brady Two, Anderson Silva, three Kobe Bryant Four, Serena Williams, five Lance Armstrong. And my honorable mention is the United States inside of a world. War. All
1: right. So let's jump ahead. UFC Vegas. 86 is this weekend. Uh, Solid main card, it looks like, coming up. Six Another fu- Apexer. Another Apexer, of course. Six fights. Let's start off with the main card opener. It's Armin, Superman, Petrosian, taking on uh, Rodolio? Rodolio? Leo? Rodolfo. Rodolfo. Oh. I guess you can't read your own handwriting. I guess so. R spelled it wrong. Vieira, <laughs> the Black Belt Hunter. Black Belt Hunter comes in. Nine wins, two losses, eight of those wins, submission wins. Taking on not also nine wins, two losses, zero submission wins, six KOs, three decisions. Uh, so it's a fight between two different kind of styles. This is what the first of four middleweight matchups on the main card. There's a lot of middleweight. One interesting thing, we talked about Black Belt Hunter, Vieira, eight submission wins. Petrosian never lost by submission. Neither of his two losses. Petrosian 3-1 in the UFC, Vieira 4-2 and two in the UFC. Flip that, though. If you look at
0: Petrosian's record, he's never been finished by submission where he's been KO. They kind of flip their own records. They're the same guy, but polar opposites. You know, Rodolfo's got eight subs. Superman's got six KOs. One's only lost by sub. One's only
1: lost or by sub indecision. decision. One's only lost by KO indecision. decision. One interesting thing, Vieira, five out of his last six... UFC fights have ended in submissions he's won four of those lost one of them right and as we said Petrosian no submissions so does that trend keep going
0: yeah I think kind of like stylistically like we're talking it is a vastly different matchup uh Vieira like you said four and two in the UFC Petrosian's three and one in the UFC but Petrosian's won all his fights by decision in the UFC
1: yeah so it's a guy that gets finishes doesn't go to the scorecard a lot versus a guy that Pretty much since he's gotten the UFC has only gone to the scorecard. Now, I wanna point out Petrosian knockout, you know, his he's leaning towards knockouts, right? Before he got to the UFC, he was like knocking out every single guy he was fighting. Right. Since he's gotten to the UFC, not the case. His only three wins in his
0: career have are by in the UFC are decision and he's three decision wins in his career. Exactly. So they I mean it kinda goes together. Now I wanna point out one good thing Petros- about he the has era. won
1: two in a row though, Petrosian. So you gotta watch out for that.
0: Right. Vieira withstood Chris Curtis's power. Now, he may have lost the fight, but he lost the fight by decision, right? So he didn't get knocked out by, I think we said it earlier, Chris Curtis has something like 17 knockouts. He has serious power, and Vieira was able, a submission guy, was able to withstand.
1: He doesn't get knocked out. As you said, nine wins, two losses, none of those have been knockouts. Right. Consistently getting takedowns. I pick Rodolfo Vieira to win this fight. I actually agree with you. I think the black belt hunter, I think his ground game is going to be too tron- too strong for Petrosian, even though Petrosian has pretty good uh, ground defense in terms of getting, uh, you know, avoiding submissions or anything. Yeah, that... I think that comes to an end. I think he gets subbed. I think Vieira gets the win. And at the very least, I think, you
0: know, it, it could be a fight where, you know, one or two takedowns with a lot of ground control and ground movement, you know, makes for an interesting fight, but a, you know, concise decision if Vieira is able to get him on the ground. Moving on, let's go to Michael the Menace Johnson in lightweight taking Michael, on.
1: Michael Johnson, maybe. It's a big layoff. I mean, he has been in the UFC for so long, since 2010. And he's taking on, I'm sorry to cut you off, Darius Flowers, Beast, beast mode. mode. So it's a guy, Darius Flowers, 29, 12 and 6 and 1 overall. Only one UFC fight which he lost. And he's taking on Michael Johnson, who's been in the UFC since 2010. 41st career fight. Twenty-one wins and nineteen losses. So I mean he's pretty much any we don't know what's about to happen. Yeah going well, into this. And he's fought everybody. He has wins against Tony Ferguson, Edson Barbosa, and Dustin Poirier. Yeah. The, those were at this point about 10 years ago. It's crazy. But he still has those wins on no, his own. No, yeah, you
0: can't you can't erase
1: him. That that's what the history was. But he's also right.
0: lost six out of his last eight. I right. I was gonna say he's two and three in his last five. He lost twice by decision, once by KO. Coming off of a KO. That was in May. Fight. May twenty third. May of twenty three, I should say, not May twenty third. Flowers was subbed in his debut uh, in the UFC against Jake Matthews. That was a not I don't want to
1: say a fluke, but he didn't get a full camp. You know, he had to walk in. But the glaring thing about Flowers is he's twelve and six. Five of those six losses have been by submission. So that's, that that's obviously where that's his weak point in the, his weak in the cage. Point. But he's also a guy that gets KOs.
0: Right. Neither guy's done a lot of work in the, uh, a lot of work on the ground in the UFC kind of alluding to your point. But with Johnson, he's 5 and 10 as the favorite on the odds. That, and he's a slight favorite in this fight. Right. With him being the -130 at this point, going into his 40th career fight, he's 5 and 10 as the favorite. That means he's losing twice as much as he's winning. I have to lean Darius Flowers, not only with that stat in mind, but the stat where with no guys kind of looking to get a submission. I think the fresher, younger Darius Flowers is kind of going to have what it takes here.
1: I agree with you. Flowers, he's coming off of his first loss. I think he's going to rebound from that. Before that, he had four straight wins. As we said, his weak point of submissions is getting submitted. Michael Johnson, not a huge submission threat. I think Flowers, he's a guy who's 29. I think Michael Johnson obviously on the down of his career i think the younger guy wins in this fight i agree with you with darius flowers get beast mode getting the win man the house pick on an underdog let's go all right so let's move on to the next fight maybe one of the fighters that is most least liked now in the ufc and only because of his last fight brad Tavar, an an brad tavares where he just straight went after chris weidman's leg which i get it if I'm oh, fighting yeah. him. I'm doing the same thing, but oh, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting paid.
0: That's I'm, I'm worried about myself first and foremost. But
1: Tavares taking on Robocop, Gregory uh, Rodriguez, or Robocop, he's an exciting fighter. Yeah, I like watching has, him fight. He looks he like his a, spinal cords fuse together. He has a good personality where he's kind of crazy. Uh, he's exciting. Uh, Robocop 14 wins, five losses, five and two overall in the UFC. He's taking on Tavares who has 20 wins, eight losses, 15 and eight in the UFC. He's also, we, we talked about uh, Michael Johnson been in the UFC since 2010. Tavares also has been in the UFC since 2010. He's fought some good guys too. Izzy, uh, so, Dupl- Duplessis, Whitaker, but unlike Michael Johnson where he has some, if you look back at his resume, some nice wins, Brad Tavares has lost against pretty much all the big guys he's fought. Yeah. Big names he's fought.
0: One of the good things about Tavares is with the camps he, or with the team he fights with, they do a lot of uh, taking less damage. You know, uh, hitting at range, a lot of leg kicks, you'll see that in the uh, Weidman fight. That's why he has 13 decision wins on his on his 13
1: of... decision wins. His last uh, finish as a win was in 2018, so it's been a low off for Tavares.
0: Right. Stylistically, though, this is a very similar matchup. You got two orthodox strikers who, you know, I know Tavares' last, you know, finish was in 2018, 2019, but he can put you down if he gets the right strike thrown. Rodriguez, obviously, you know, he has more power, he has more output, he has a propensity to mix in takedowns better. He's a favorite on the odds. I did a little bit of math. I think like 75% of Tavares' wins are by decision in the UFC. And 72% of Rodriguez's are by KO. Those two things kind of bouncing together for me. When Rodriguez is not losing by decision very often, it just tells me that Rodriguez is winning this fight.
1: Yeah, I think Rodriguez, uh, his last four fights all finished in the first or second round. He's won three of those four fights. And we've seen him get beat up. I think that trend continues, though. I think Rodriguez goes in. I think he just kind of blitzes Tavares. I think Rodriguez gets like an early finish in this fight. Probably first round.
0: It'd be cool to see him sub him in the first. All right. Let's go on. You got a replacement. We got Robert Brickcheck in the middleweight. Another middleweight fight. Making his UFC debut at
1: 17 and 5. Against Ihor, the duelist, Potaria who's making his fifth UFC fight. He's one and three in the UFC, 19 and five overall, two now, straight losses.
0: Brick check comes into the UFC, trying to hold on to a five fight win streak.
1: All KOs, all first round. Isn't it
0: nuts? Now he's, he's, he's coming, coming into a different, buncher, a different level of talent, but I don't have a lot of film on the
1: guy. It's hard to get those local, those local fights. So one of the notes I wrote is the biggest thing is, can the power translate to the UFC? And that's going to be the question in this fight.
0: Well, Poteri is coming off of back-to-back losses both by KO,
1: both by KO. Now, all his UFC fights have been have ended by KO TKO, and he's only won one of them out of those four. so that's, that's now tough. One thing I will say, Poteria here,
0: he's dropping from light heavyweight to middleweight, you know, taking 20 pounds off. I think that may help him. I don't know, that's a lot to cut. Think it could drain him. Think that power is gonna help him translate. I think that kinda of, uh, that, that that is the question of this fight actually. The whole question. Is Brickcheck's power gonna translate from his regional circuit to the UFC and is Ehor's power gonna translate down a weight class?
1: I think Brickcheck's power is gonna translate I think Poteri is a guy that's been getting knocked out, and I think that continues in his facing a power puncher I got Brickcheck winning the fight I think he KOs him I think he gets another first round KO and he's a guy that he's gonna do it and everybody's gonna get excited and people are gonna start watching him in the UFC Well, there's only one way I know how to say this sir I think you're wrong
0: I think Ihor Poteria, his power is gonna translate beautifully into the middleweight division and I think Brick check is going to walk in and not know what hit him literally when he wakes up from this KO.
1: Well, I think that's the first one we disagree on. I think so. Something like that. So let's move on to the co Now we got the vet, another vet coming in, uh, Danny gay 50 K 17 wins, seven losses taken on still probably one of my favorite nicknames, Andre touchy feely. You gotta 23- have a good last name to have a good nickname. 20. Yeah, I agree. 23 wins, 10 losses, one, no contest. Touchy-feely comes in 11 wins, 9 losses, 1 draw in the UFC. So he's kind of been 50-50 uh, since 2013. 2 wins, 2 losses, 1 no contest in his last 5, coming off of a first-round win. Taking on Dan Ige, guy that's never been finished in the UFC. 2-3 and three in his last 5, but he fights tough guys. Uh, lost to Bryce Mitchell last time out. 9-6 and six overall in the UFC. I mean, he's a well-rounded, tough guy. What do you think about this fight? This is this is a tough one. The, these two are very similar. You know? I know you want to say Ige is like the vet, but you realize like Feely, he's been in the UFC longer than Dan Ige. Right. You 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 want to say that somebody
0: like Dan Ige you've seen for forever, but you look at you know his DOB, he's thirty two years old. Feely's you know thirty three. Like thirty three. It's like what the hell? Um, you know Feely like like you said he's he's got more experience in his career. But Dan Ige's kind of left a better impression, if you will.
1: Um, or a bigger impression. Yeah, I think Dan Ige's come closer to being to the, that UFC to the title goal. than than Touchy Feely has. Uh Dan Ige's list is
0: the favorite. He wins 86% of the time. And that this is honestly, this is what I have to go with on this fight. It's a fight where I'm just letting the stats do the talking for me because I'm kind of concerned with my own headspace on it. I like both fighters.
1: Yeah, I do and as well. I, and
0: I think the range for Feely might have something to do with, you know, success. But also, I still want to say that Dan Ige's experience is going to be what so excels him forward. So,
1: is coming off of a loss. Feely, Andre Feely is coming off of a win, but he's alternated his last four, so which means he's due for a loss. Because of that, uh, like you, I'm going with the stats. I think Ige gets it done. I'm picking Dan Ige, 50K. I think he gets the win over Touchy Feely. And now... The moment you've all been waiting for. Coming fresh event. off of his Joe Rogan experience performance. Now Joseph Bodybags Pfeiffer. You want to know Pfeiffer. the last UFC fighter that was on Joe Rogan's podcast
0: and then fought? Who's that? There aren't many. Sean Strickland was one of them.
1: He went and took the belt from Izzy after. Bodybags after listening to his Rogan, I'm I'm a fan of him now. I was a fan before. That just kind of solidified but it. They kind of solidified it. So Pfeiffer taking on. A guy that's been in the UFC a lot longer than him, uh, Jack the Joker, the baby. Joker Hermanson, the Swede, twenty-three wins, eight losses, two and three in his last five. He's taken on Pfeiffer, who's three and zero in the UFC, all finishes, two KOs, one sub. Pfeiffer's a guy. Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer, I think it's Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Uh, he's a guy. You watch him, the way he fights and the way he finishes people, you can almost see like right away, like yeah, this guy can be a legitimate contender in the one eighty-five division. So this is the next step up for him. And he's taking on a guy who can knock you out, is good on his feet, but he's really a ground specialist. Right. So it's a it's a different kind of matchup for Pfeiffer. Uh, I'm interested to see how he responds. Five straight wins overall. I think, truthfully, I think is
0: going to show you in this fight that he has maybe not a better ground game, but very good ground defense. I, I agree. You know, not, not to the point where Hermanson's Hermanson's not going to be able to get a takedown. I think I think this fight is going to be a grueling one. I think this fight may go, you know, may go the distance, may go four four rounds before something happens that that's, you know, very impressive. But I think this fight's going to be a clear test for both both fighters.
1: One interesting thing about the Joker, his last 8 fights, he's alternated wins losses. Damn. And he lost his last one, so he would be due for a win. But his last fight he got KO'd Second round, and that was back in December 2022. So he's taken a very long time off. He
0: did take off all of 2023, and trying he's, to get back in the gym, and get he's right. Taking on a guy who last fought in October, who's been
1: fighting a lot. Piper's three and zero oh in the UFC. Two KOs, one submission. I think Piper, he's hot. He's a guy that's hot. He's been more active. I think he's a guy whose career is rising. Hermanson's kind of. I'm, I'm not gonna say he's declining yet, but he's kind of on a plateau. Right, like I he, think Pfeiffer comes in, makes a statement I think he gets a knockout I think he gets an early knockout I think he makes a statement where after this fight he's going to be one or two wins away from getting a legit title shot I got Joe Pfeiffer winning as well Body bags Ready, set, hoot! Let's huddle up for the last time of this season It's Super Bowl week it's bittersweet. It's the best game of the year, hopefully. Uh, but it's the end of the football season. I like the hopefully. And we got a good one, which seems to be a good rematch. Pretty much 49ers been one of the two best teams all year long. Chiefs defending champs. Uh, Can't ever count them out. So it's really, I mean, the Super Bowl. Nobody's surprised that it's these two teams playing in the Super Bowl, which I think makes for a great Super Bowl And as I said, San Francisco 49ers, 14 wins, 5 losses overall, taking on the Chiefs, 14 wins, 6 losses overall. A rematch of the Super Bowl from four years ago, three years ago? Yeah, 2020. Super Bowl 54, in which the Chiefs won, despite the 49ers having a two-score lead in the fourth quarter. That hurts. Different quarterback for the Niners, different running back. A lot of the same guys besides that. I'm so excited for the Super Bowl. Yeah, dude. This this
0: Super Bowl fifty eight. They're they're just loaded in with top tier talent. You know, it's it's gonna be a matchup. You got you got Mahomes taking on Purdy. You got Kittle can versus Purdy. Kels. Can
1: Purdy step up? This is where Purdy. He has a lot of. This is a problem. A lot he's of gonna people like him. A lot of people don't. Career, but if Purdy gets this win, he's legit. Like, he's the guy. Dude. He's
0: that guy. He's, I don't want to say Tom Brady's replacement,
1: but, you know, for the, being the last pick in the draft. For being like a late pick draft. Right. He's had one season where he almost went to the Super Bowl, but he got hurt broke his, season. Broke his
0: shoulder or whatever,
1: collarbone. This season, in the Super Bowl, say what you want about him, the guy wins games. Yeah, they, throughout the but season. But he's taking on Patrick Mahomes, who you said Purdy might be the uh, – the next Tom Brady. This is. Mahomes is the next Tom Brady. Yeah. Without like... a doubt. This is his fourth Super Bowl overall. He's trying to win his third uh, title. I mean. Mahomes is out here Mahomes smoking has been... on that
0: NFL pack.
1: He's been a starter for six years. He's made at least the AFC Championship games all six years. All six years. And he's been to the Super Bowl four times. That dude, all he does is win.
0: Yeah, dude. It's absolutely nuts. And you can't talk about the Chiefs or the 49ers without highlighting People on each team. You got CMC, the number one running back, Christian year McCaffrey, after
1: year. Debo Samuel, George Kittle. They got Brandon the IU, one of the best tackles in football. Joey Trent Bosa. Williams. They got Joey Bosa. They got Fred Warner. This team is stacked. They got they got Chase Young, and nobody even talks about it. Yeah, because
0: everybody else is being talked about. Flip it to the pa- uh, not the Packers, the Chiefs. the Chiefs.
1: Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Pacheco, Rice. Rasheed Rice. Tony. Kadarius Tony. He's crazy, but every once in a while he can just show up and go off. Hey,
0: and I will say. Edwards Hilaire. MVP, not not for the season,
1: but in moments where they needed him. They got Sneed, the cornerback. Harrison Butker. Harrison Butker. Absolute dime kicker. Then you got two great coaches. Andy Reid, who's probably with Bill Belichick not having a job right now. Uh, Andy Reid is the best current head coach in the NFL, without a doubt going for his second straight Super Bowl. And he's taking on Kyle Shanahan, one of the best young coaches in the NFL, going yeah, great, great career, career ahead Bowl. of him. He's This is already his second Super Bowl appearance, going for his first win. Uh, I mean, I'm just so excited about this game. So many storylines. I think this is... And we're not even talking about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's going to be there. That's, and it's in Las Vegas for the first time ever.
0: Dude, you were telling me that uh, the players can go to the casinos, but they're not allowed in any sports books in Vegas, which they shouldn't be, but it's just yeah, very, very strict rules for the guys. Honestly, dude, I think, I think Patrick Mahomes is coming out here this Super Bowl, this Super Bowl Sunday. I think he's going to cement his dynasty, take the f- third Super Bowl in four appearances. I think he's got it, man. I think Patrick Mahomes is gonna come out here and does what the GOATs gotta do. He's gonna eat them W's.
1: You know, I said I keep saying I I don't know why I keep picking against the guy, but I'm picking against the guy. I'm picking the 49ers. I think they're the more talented team. Something tells me Purdy steps up. I think the Niners get the win. I think they figure out a way to get the win, they get revenge. And who knows, maybe we'll see these teams uh, in a rubber match Super Bowl uh, in the years to come. But I got the Niners winning.
0: Alright. <laughs> Lastly, but not leastly, as always, we have stakes and takes. Last week,
1: we had UFC and some pick-your-own plays. that what we call them? think so first week a preview of no football we got one game this week so it was interesting to see uh how it panned out
0: yeah i did i did pretty good kind of positive overall uh ufc i went two three and one that wasn't good we had the kids uh no contest i lost on the urbina call which i think you lost on as well
1: yeah i had the same record actually as you two three and one
0: Oh nice! Did we go the same way? I had Urbina. I had Silva, which we won on Silva. I had uh, Imovov, which I won on
1: Imovov. Dober lost. Um, that's uh, no, because I had I had Dalidze, but I had uh, Randy Brown. You had Solikov. so that was the uh, difference. Yeah, there's a difference one there. the difference. So but same, both ended up same record.
0: Yeah, same record. Different way to get there. Not fun when you go two, three, and one either way. Uh, I had th- four NBA bets, which pretty much capped off my whole thing. I went three and one in those, so very good for me. You had one NBA as well, right?
1: I had one NBA. We actually shared it. It was the Pelicans, yeah, the which Pelicans was a win. Yeah, the Pelicans whooped the Spurs' ass. We like that. We like that. Eh, they didn't whoop them. They won. like had a, almost a buzzer beater. <laughs> we like but looking at it. My uh, picks, besides that one, I didn't do too well. I had one soccer, Dortmund versus Heidenheim, which I picked Dortmund to win. It was a draw. Their first scoreless game in the Bundesliga since 2019, and they, of course, was the first game I picked on them. Ouch. Uh, then, College Basketball we went one and one. I had Kansas in Houston, and I made the late switch, Houston beating Kansas, and of course, Kansas won. I actually so wore my Kansas sweater for that game. Wrong on that one. <laughs> and then I picked UNC North Carolina over Duke, and that one panned out. North Carolina got the win. Nice. So, overall, uh, four wins, five losses, one no contest. I went five a week, four and one, little positive week. How'd you do on bets? So bets, not the greatest either. Uh, two wins, two draws, one uh, no contest. The so no contest, still the same thing. Kuriev. I had Kuriev money line. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was I, it?
0: Eleven second.
1: Eleven eye second.
0: Poke. No, I poke no contest. Yeah, I went three one and one.
1: Uh, same same no contest so as you. My UFC, I had. Uh, I lost the Leeds A. I had him money line, but I had Randy Brown money line, which won. See,
0: I had Dover money line, which lost, but I had Silva money line and Imovol money line, which won. And then I threw in a Clippers money line on my NBA side, which put me at my 3-1-1. One, and one.
1: Yeah, my other two bets were soccer. Uh, Dortmund, I had them winning their money line. They lost. Then I had Arsenal winning. They beat Liverpool. So two wins. That was a big game for them. Big game for them. Two wins, two losses, one draw. Not the worst week, not the best week for me. I get it. Look, Super
0: Bowl week, it's the last week. Season one comes to an end. We have all these picks, and we're close, dude. I'm at uh, 203, 108, and five. You're at 203, 107, and five. And for our bets, I'm at 86, 59, and five. And you're at 87, 60, and three.
1: Yeah, so it's going to come down to this. We already gave our UFC picks. Which yep. I think we only had one that's diff that differed. We differed on the Super Bowl, so now we're both gonna we're gonna uh, bring our own picks, pick our own picks again this week.
0: Yeah, let's go another week of pick your own picks. So I think we
1: each come up with four again. Yeah, we'll be do anything. four
0: just because the UFC. I, I don't ever want to jinx it, but with a six fight fight card main main card, they they typically have one cancel, and I just don't want to end up with a tie. So we just went with eleven just to try, try to make sure. You know, we could finish this thing this week. So, uh you got any NBA? What, what you got going on this I week? I got
1: zero NBA. I got one college basketball and three soccer bets.
0: Okay, I just went with straight. I, I went again, like I did last week. Hey, went you went with,
1: three and one. Stay, stick with the NBA.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to overthink it. Four NBA bets this week for me. So, let's I do... Say,
1: I say you do year four, I do my four.
0: That sounds good to me. All right. So, first up, I got the Hawks... They're 20 that we're recording this. You have to keep in mind on Tuesday. So there's like a game or two before they actually play. So the records aren't going to be hundred percent. They, somebody might even get injured in, in the time then I might get screwed over, but I'm staking my claim right now. Hawks versus the 76ers. Trey Young over the past, what, like 10 games. He's been averaging 27 points per game, almost 11 assists Embiid's potentially going to be out. I don't know how serious his injury is. I think the Hawks are going to surprise some people here. They don't have a great record on the season, but Trey Young's been showing out. I think with Embiid being out, you know, kind of having, having them to play from behind, I think the Hawks are going to win. So the Hawks are my Hawks first over pick. the Sixers. Hawks over the Sixers. That'll be a Friday game. Um, moving to Pelicans versus the Lakers. I think this is a big matchup, close in stats and record. The Lakers. You know, take on the Pelicans at home, at the Lakers' home, I should say, Crypto Arena in L.A. In L.A. Zion, McCullum, Ingram, they need to protect the ball. They need to be careful with the turnovers. You have dogs like LeBron and Anthony Davis. I will say this. A lot of the times when I've seen the Pelicans play the Lakers, LeBron James sits out. I don't think he's going to be doing it at home this time, but I still think the Pelicans are going to win.
1: So, Pelicans over Lakers.
0: Pelicans over Lakers. Moving on, I got the Nuggets versus the Kings. The Joker, Nikolaj Jochik, is leading the Nuggets impressively. High-powered offense. You got De'Aaron Fox with the Kings. This is a good contested matchup. Jochik has been putting up ridiculously high PRAs, you know, rebounds, assists, points all together. He's been doing good, being a great teammate. He's been th-
1: doing that for like five years at this point now.
0: Right, but consistency is key. I think coupling that with you know the team they've been building around the Nuggets, I think the Nuggets are going to pave the way to beat an already good Kings this week as well. And lastly, Thunder versus the Mavics. Shia Gilgis Alexander has been playing very well. The Thunder are leading the league in block shots. And they're moving the ball very well. They're good passing young well. team. The good young team. They're playing well.
1: As of today, they were the one seed in the West.
0: They are. I think the Mavericks, with Luka playing lights out, I think tonight, Tuesday night, he's got like 60 PRA. Kyrie's got like 37 points or something like that. Kyrie's back. His thumb's all better, whatever. Luka's ankles seems to be better. I think the Mavericks are going to start turning around. I think we can look for a Mavericks upset over the Thunder this weekend. And that's all four of the ones I got. What do you have for your – let's do basketball to keep the trend the same, and then you could just kind of teach me your football, soccer ways. Yes, I got one
1: basketball game. It's Gonzaga at Kentucky on Saturday. Uh, Kentucky, as of today, they've lost three out of four after a great start. That's a big – those two names you just said, Gonzaga
0: and Kentucky, those are big tournament names coming up Big from tournament
1: names. Uh, Kentucky's number 17. They were number 10 when I wrote this by the time we're recording now. They moved down to 17 after losing three out of four. Gonzaga, they've had – this is one of their worst years in a while. At 16 wins, six losses. Uh, not as good as usual, but they're still a team to watch out for. This is a late non-conference game. Usually they're, you're only playing conference games at this point. Gonzaga going to Kentucky – I think going cross country uh, this late in the season, I got the Wildcats stopping their little slide and getting a nice win over Gonzaga. So my first pick is Kentucky over Gonzaga. And now we're gonna move. I'm gonna move on to soccer, and I'm gonna start Saturday morning Premier League. Manchester City, 14 wins, four losses, three draws, coming in on form, taking on Everton, who's lost their or who's drawn their last two games. Lost the one before that. Everton come in in 18th place out of 20 in the Premier League. Man City currently third. They did play earlier this season in December. City won 3-1. to one. Uh, This is a title contender in Man City, taking on a team trying to stay in the Premier League, trying to avoid relegation in Everton. I think the better team wins. I think you have some pretty impressive odds here, too. Pretty impressive odds. I think Man City is like minus four seventy five. I got Man City winning at home, so that's my second pick: Man City over Everton. Dude, you're ball. I'm I'm just gonna say this right now: you're
0: ballsy to be picking soccer picks, seeing as they can lose in two different ways. They
1: can, but that's a good pick, I think. The next one, I guess NFL could technically. It's just more rare that it happens. Yeah. The next one I'm moving on to, this is Sunday morning. Uh, also in the Premier League, English Premier League, it's a London Derby. West Ham, Arsenal. Arsenal currently second place. West Ham in seventh place. West Ham hasn't had a win in their last five. Arsenal has won three in a row. How many draws in their last five? Three out of the five are draws, two losses for West Ham. Nice. Arsenal have- What about goals scored against? Do you know? Uh, not off the top of my head. I know Arsenal is like plus 14 over West Ham. Okay. Uh, in total it's goal good differential. differential damn but they did play in december arsenal had an off day in west ham one two to zero two nil um two nil but i think arsenal coming off of a huge win i think they continue to the momentum i think arsenal beat west ham so my third pick arsenal over west ham what league is that that's the english premier league
0: english premier.
1: and then my last pick is gonna we're gonna move from the premier league we're going to spain la liga Barcelona taking on Granada. Barcelona third place in, the, in La Liga currently. They've won their last two uh, matches. Taking on Granada, who does not have a win in their last four matches, losing three of those. Much like Man City versus Everton, this is relegation versus title race. Barcelona in the title race in third place. Granada in 19th place trying to avoid relegation. I think Barcelona is going to be too strong. I got Barcelona as my last pick.
0: I like those. One of the good things with soccer... Or do, can I say soccer? or Do I have to say football? You can say soccer. I think a lot of our listeners, if any, would uh, would assume if we're saying if we're saying football, we're talking about NFL. So I'm going to say soccer. One of the cool things about soccer, when I'm looking on the uh, on the apps that let you place the little wagers, um, the odds are always impressive because it's like there's you can get plus odds for both teams winning. Right, and even even if the uh, the Both Either team could be the favorite, and you still get plus odds. It's like, ah, I like that because it almost makes you feel like your gambling's worth it. It's enticing. It's enticing for sure. All right, so let's move on. So we got our picks. Let's move on to the bets. All 11 picks are locked in. We got five
1: bets. Let's run them down. So let's get it out of the way. I think we both have a Super Bowl bet. I have a Super Bowl bet. My Super Bowl bet, I I do as well. I have the 49ers money line, minus 125. And I have Chiefs plus 110. Okay. So that cancels. So now I have two MMA bets. How many do you have? I have three. So my two MMA bets, I got Joe Pfeiffer, main event, minus 220 money line. Nice. And I got Co-Main, Danny Gay, 50K, 50K. minus 180 money line. Cool. I don't have any
0: of those. I got Rodolfo Vieira, money line, minus 125. I think he's going to... You know, pr- prove that, that he's worth it. Rodriguez, money line, minus 240 against Brad Tavares. And Ihor Potaria,
1: money line, minus 160 over uh, Robert check or check. And then I have two other bets. I got the Arsenal money line at minus 180. That's them over West Ham, right? You were them just... over West Ham. That's nice. one of the ones I previewed. And another soccer game I previewed. I got Manchester City money line, minus 475 uh, against Everton at home.
0: Nice, nice, nice. My last bet are going to be the Nuggets money line. They're taking on, like I had said before, the Kings. That's a top-tier t- matchup. You know, both both teams, you know, high up in the rankings in the division. I got the Nuggets, minus
1: 160. What do you got for upset? So the upset, there weren't—I didn't pick a lot of upsets this week, uh, but I'm going to go—this is a slight upset. I got Darius Flowers over Michael Johnson at plus 115.
0: You know, I feel the same way. I had that written down. The only reason I didn't go anything different was because the only other upset that I had picked was one of my bets. So the Chiefs. So you can kind of take whichever one you want there. I think both are going to win the Chiefs and Darius Flowers for the upsets.
1: Either one. So I think that about wraps up episode 31 of Split Decision. Check us out next week for episode 32 where we recap vegas 86 take a look ahead to the first pay-per-view of the year is it the first pay-per-view or the second
0: second pay-per-view
1: second pay-per-view in ufc 298 uh, alexander volkanovsky ilia taporia and we're also gonna have a little super bowl recap
0: Woohoo! <laughs>